Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. Welcome I see him back gearing up. To Bold oh. of You to Say. Oh wow, he's doing the call. I'm one. sorry, not tonight. Yeah. I don't feel. I'm not. I'm not feeling the, the screamies. This is a chamomile tea kind of episode. Yeah, it is. You know, get your tea out. And yeah, I have a candle burning right now. Seven fifty-eight p.m. Yeah, we're back with another episode. This week we, we talked about the Artemis Alex's mission. Mom. NASA is doing some stuff. We're, and we're, we're retiring mom. the your mom bit. We decided. Yeah. This episode, no more. No one can do it anymore. Way to call me out there, Alex. No one Jesus is allowed Christ. to make your mom jokes. Anyway, the New York Times crossword guy might be a Nazi. More on that later. That later. How do you even drop that in conversation? He might be. He might be. Anyway, we don't on. know for sure, but the signs are not positive. Anyway, the, and we, the movie that, you, that we talked about this week, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Good movie. Best movie ever. Definitely the best one that we've talked about this year so far. Especially for Star Trek. Yeah. For, what's that supposed to mean? Was Star Trek not good enough for you? Okay, listen. I like Star Trek. It's just all of their movies have just kind of been eh. No, this one. This one felt good. This one felt different. Felt entertaining, yeah, in a very it visceral had, it way. It had energy to it. I love it. Had it. An energy to it. Yeah. yeah, just three old farts, just being bros. <laughs> three old racist farts, <laughs> except for one guy. Yeah, three, two racist old farts and their minority friend. <laughs> Actually, let's let's uh, the minority friend, one racist fart and one sexist slash womanizing fart. Yeah, who's also a little little bit racist, probably. Little a bit racist, probably is dating someone who's like old enough to be his daughter. Yeah, if you don't know, we are talking about Captain, Captain Kirk, Kirk, Doctor McCoy, and Spock. But you have to guess which one is which. We're not doing all yeah. the work for you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there are timestamps in the description below, so you can skip around if you want to skip to a certain part, or if you just can't wait to get to a certain part. It's all listed out. Use it if you want, or don't. We can't make you do anything. Listen, I don't fucking care. Let's jump to warp speed in into it. Into yes. Yeah. Ass first, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. like a failed birth. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's. Let's failed birth this episode. (laughs) So I am so very proud of NASA. Uh, I know the Artemis uh, capsule came back to Earth a while ago, like a little while ago. Um, But it's really showing the fact that NASA doesn't have to worry about getting shareholders. Yeah. Uh, and they so can just go and back up. Do uh, so can you explain the Artemis mission for anyone that doesn't know, including Yeah, for not, sure. Not myself. So, not myself. I know all about it. Okay. I just you know, yeah, for all so, the for all the other you know, morons. I mean for all the morons, I'm not one of them. Right. So as many people know, me and Alex have been doing the show for a while now, and so Artemis is here for two very important reasons. One, to get man back to the moon, and second so I can fuck Alex's mom while we're getting Sorry, to the Sorry, what moon. was that? You, your, your mic uh, was muted by me uh, in post. <laughs> <laughs> like an asshole. You know, you I wanted to power. say, I wanted to say, listening back to last week's episode, and I did end up cutting a couple of them, just the number of times we, like, said that we <laughs> fucked the other one's mom, like, I don't know, it made even me a little uncomfy. I'm almost proud of it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost proud of it. If we just, if we, um, anyway, you know, what if we so, push it, if we push, if we can get like five in each segment on this one, it'll like, it'll <laughs> circle back to being funny. Right. Right. 
Um, so anyway, Artemis is just uh, America's uh, attempt to get back to the moon. We have a, a, a human-rated lunar capsule that NASA's testing right now. Um, they sent it on a journey uh, to the moon and back. It took, I think, a couple weeks, um, which is interesting because the original Apollo uh, command module was only designed to work for like a week, like two weeks. That's great. Right? It's cool. Well, it's it's neat because now all of the now we know more about orbits. We know more about like how space works in the you know 21st century. Yeah. Um thankfully. And um we NASA has made a, an orbital plan that allows Artemis to do what it needs to do more efficiently so they could pack less fuel and have more time in life support and making a capsule that's larger. And, you know, making it more habitable than it was in the 60s, um, which is really cool. Um, Furthermore, it really shows the difference between how NASA versus SpaceX and Blue Origin operate. Um, When you have things that can operate on a scale like what SpaceX is doing with with Falcon uh, and with their Dragon capsule, um, they have to vie for shareholders. Like yeah. they can't just put all of their profits into R and D, right? They they have to like play the game, play the yeah. economic game. Where NASA doesn't, they don't. Yeah. They don't have to worry about that. Yeah, right? you're, you're kind so of making not- the point that I would make. Like, yeah, space isn't really that profitable, and to the extent that no. it is, like you can't just invest all of your profits back into it. Like you said, you got to play the game. But well, yeah, like, also, to, like to the extent that it does become profitable in the future, like it's just going to be dystopian. I mean, if if like big corporations do it, technically, yeah. But yeah, my my point is to like with that, if you were to go to any like shareholder conference or any investor conference, right? And let's say you had a whole detailed plan that if operated, if done perfectly to the letter, and let's assume that perfect in this in this context is like within the realm of doing with comfortable margins of error. Right. Um, if you went to an investor conference with this idea that is completely logistical and planned out, they would still think you're a fucking crackhead because it has to do with space. Yeah. Right. And so this isn't like, um, like for instance, you know, explaining this stuff, to the normal layman person um it's not easy and it takes a lot of convincing it's, even though it's literally rocket science it's it it's is literally, literally rocket science the thing that we use to describe something impossibly difficult right but the scales at which we would have to like for instance i play kerbal space program right i know kerbal space program is a long haul away from what nasa actually does it's incredibly simplified yeah but it gives Um, you an idea of it it gives you a general idea i've been working on in the game making a system of fuel shipment throughout the carbon system so that i don't have to launch giant rockets every single time i want to go to the moon yeah i just launch a small rocket that gets into orbit refuels and then goes to the moon like like that right the issue is the infrastructure to do that was in the game very fucking expensive yeah but it's paying off it's completely paying off. So any company that wants to put the infrastructure up there, like 
good good idea. I think that's good. Uh, that's a good thing to do. Good luck convincing shareholders that that's worth doing. Yeah. Right. Because at the end of the day, the infrastructure isn't what's getting the astronauts to the moon. It's the 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 actual rocket that, without the infrastructure, would have to be massively less efficient. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a similar idea to why we need public roads. Like right, I, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, many, it's many recommendations. Argument, yeah. Many recommendation. Uh, if you want to see videos of like libertarians just getting rhetorically destroyed, look up any Sam Cedar libertarian debate. He has like a, a like a YouTube slash radio show that he does, and people call in. And every libertarian thinks that yeah. they're the first person, like the first libertarian to like call in. They think they're the only true one. And they always like like the 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 one thing that you can bring up to like destroy a libertarian's like talking points and their like general worldview about how everything should be privatized is you just bring up roads. Yeah. Like who does right. the roads? Like does Walmart do the roads? Then do the what, roads. What uh, incentive yeah. do they have to do to pave any roads that don't lead to a right. Walmart? Right. So, um, sorry, kind of going back to my main my main argument. Yeah. I, I don't mean to uh, take away from your what you were saying, but um, I I want to say SpaceX and Blue Origin. Like, what have you done lately? Yeah. Sorry, but what have you done? Like, listen, the public is 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 like they're like cool, getting people into orbit. That's awesome. Yeah, those um, those two companies are great for all. making claims, but not not so much for actually following through on them. I mean, that's great and all. Have you put one of your capsules in orbit around the moon? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Like the the, the famous. No. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the famous <laughs> uh, screenshot of like the YouTube video. It's like Elon Musk. I'm gonna take us to Mars in ten years, and you see the videos from ten years ago. Ten years, like twelve years ago now. Yeah, like twelve years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. And like uh, to the people who are gonna be like, well, he put a car in orbit around Mars, and it's like, well, no, that was a publicity he stunt. He put a car in. Right. He put a car in orbit around the sun, which has occasional rendezvous with Mars. Yeah. So it's not an orbit around Mars. It's orbiting the sun and it does occasional flybys of Mars. That's cool. I but mean, here's the thing. Like, couldn't here's you just put thing. anything into space and it would fall into the sun's orbit? Like, isn't that just like the default? I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about space, but just as, as a, as so a layman, once you break just, off from the earth's like, once you break off from the earth's gravitational pull, you're orbiting the sun. Yeah. Like until you hit, until you get around the orbital, the, the gravitational pull of something else, you're orbiting the sun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just as like a layman thinking about it for more than half a second, like, yeah. Wouldn't anything in the solar system be technically orbiting the sun? Like just right, by default. Right. But here's the thing too. You can say, okay, great. Well, he did that. Okay. That's neat. Um, the thing is, he didn't do that to like make money. He did that because he thought it would be like fun and like a neat publicity stunt. Yeah. Like putting three Falcon nines together to launch something into like solar orbit is not profitable. That's not profitable to do. Yeah. You, whatever you're putting up there will not be worth the investment of getting it up there. Yeah. Right. And that's why I like NASA because NASA's willing to do, by the way, this is better because it's like the combined debt on behalf of the taxpayers is less than 1%, by the yeah. way. Would like to point that out. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, this is something that, like, but, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson points out a lot. Like, NASA, like, it does so much cool stuff with, like, a fraction of a percent of the discretionary right. budget. Right! Imagine right. what we and could do so if we like cool. properly funded if they had one percent of of the government. And here's the budget. thing, though. But here's the thing, and why another reason I love NASA is because they're not complaining. They're the only government sector that will like ask for less money. Yeah. Right. They're the only government sector that goes, "Hey, yeah, with the stuff you gave me, I was able to get the job done with maybe some despair. Could you just give me less next time?" Yeah. I just want to keep doing this, but more efficiently, right? Name yeah. another government sector that does that. Right. Meanwhile, well, we got we got two meanwhiles on this one. Meanwhile, the, the discretionary budget, uh, I believe, was just uh, signed in, and the military gets a majority of the budget, and it's way more than they asked for. It's way more than the Biden administration asked for. Just way more than anyone asked for, and it's just too much. Um, and also, meanwhile... Elon Musk is like, oh, give me another, like, give me another decade. Like, ev- not even him, just the people that like him are like, give him another decade. I swear he'll right. do it. Give him more right. government subsidies. I swear he'll, he will go to Mars personally and he might take some of us with him. Yeah. It, here's the thing. Here's what I've learned. And I know it's not like as simple as this. Um, it's going to be, it's going to continue to be ridiculously expensive to launch things from Earth into Earth orbit. Yeah, but that's it's a public what, good. That's just how it's going to go. It's a public good for like satellites and stuff because you yeah. can get information sent to you. But if you're sending people like you're talking maybe 70 to 100 pounds of water that you're just shipping up into space. And that's yeah. not like efficient to do. Um, I think the future just from playing Kerbal Space Program, this is where I kind of think it'll go given how efficiently, efficiently and well things have been running in my Kerbal Space Program world. We need to start producing fuel in space and having long duration boosters that are designed to carry people to and fro from the Earth to the moon mm-hmm. that are used repeatedly and can be refueled in orbit. And you generate the fuel on the moon and launch it into orbit. It just otherwise you're shipping so much weight uh, from the Earth into orbit when that doesn't just that just doesn't make sense in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, the last um, the last thing that I want to uh, say about it, uh, unless you have more to get to on this, the last thing that I nah. the last point that I want to make is like, yeah, it is like a public good to go to space, not just to launch satellites, but it's like the next frontier. Like it's just mm-hmm. good. Like I don't know like, if you don't already get it, I don't know how to explain that going to space is good for the species. Right. Yeah. But like it's just well, it's, mainly it's because just a the good, more good thing. Um. I. One more, one other point too. Yeah. The more exposure we as a race get to, um, like venturing into space, or I shouldn't say into space, but venturing out of our planet, right? To see kind of the big picture that we li- we live on a rock. Yeah. That needs to be taken like care of. Um, I think that will really drive more like really dirty, icky manufacturing off planet. I hope, yeah. and that sounds like that sounds like crackhead energy but go to florida and they'll get it done yeah Um, i I don't know i just worry with that like especially if it is like blue origin doing it like 
ironically, there is an Amazon TV show. I think it's The Expanse. It, it was bought by Amazon, but it's an Amazon show, ironically, that mm-hmm. shows the perils of privatized space travel. And like the, yeah. I think the main characters are like just some like miners on an asteroid somewhere that have never seen the sun or whatever. Like, like yeah, it's it's, well, it's like thing like, is, the, like like it, classic like coal mining, like how dangerous that is, but in space. Like I just right, I worry that right. we're gonna have like an underclass of people that just live and die on asteroids mining resources. And I don't I don't see that happening. Um mainly because it doesn't make sense to send a person to do something that a robot could do just as efficiently, even yeah. more efficiently, and for twenty four hours. Um, if I were in charge of the fucking like writing, I would say just like have a little inflatable greenhouse that you make around an asteroid let it gas out collect the gas and then you have your fuel you don't mm-hmm. even need people just yeah heat up the motherfucker and let it out gas collect that gas you're good um yeah i just i, I, I worry I about like it see, like i worry about it being like a labor intensive process that we like rely on an underclass for because like we could already automate a lot of jobs fair. out of existence but we choose not to because it would take away jobs just jobs for jobs sake right. is like a fundamental like need under capitalism mm-hmm. and i just i worry that like well, it'll right. ruin space travel but yeah the the, the final think... the final point that i wanted to make um and i don't remember all of it now cuz i got a little derailed <laughs> i'm sorry uh, i i did derail you a little bit that was that's on me no so yeah we'll you know more on this later but in star trek like they didn't go to space cuz it was profitable they went to space because it was the next frontier. They went to space because well, it was, it was just good, a, a good for, for for people. Also, it was politically motivated. Yeah, um, I don't I don't so, know much about the lore, but I I do know generally they're like space communists mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, yes and no. So if you watch Star, so Star Trek Discovery, I'll make this incredibly brief. Star Trek Discovery predates the original series. By like a hundred, not a hundred years, within a decade. I don't fucking know. Who cares? Anyway, um, in the original series, they're just off the back of the um, Federation uh, Klingon war, war, and they're trying to expand their influence around the galaxy so that the Klingons don't just take everything. The, the thing is, where the, the Klingons are a lot more like, give me what you have and I won't fuck you up, whereas mm-hmm. the Federation is like, hey, join our Federation and become a a democratic member of this society where we can all win and we have a universe filled of resources that we don't have to fight over because there's plenty for everyone. Yeah. Like a, um, like a post scarcity uh, universe. Exactly. And that's at least with our planet. I, I hope we raised the bar to that where it's like, Hey, we now have uh, all the resources we need and the ability to get it anywhere. We want it for an, a generally affordable cost right let's just raise the bar and just say everyone should be able to be fed and taken care of and i mean we can already do that yeah 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 we can we can at least in america like i don't know like worldwide but i know in america as like the top imperialist nation we have the resources to feed and clothe and shelter everyone but we just choose Mm -hmm. not to because we're just we're just operating under a different philosophy. 
we're not operating under the philosophy yeah, I mean, of we need to clothe different... and shelter everyone. We're operating under the philosophy well, of, no, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and work for everything. And even if you do work, you're not guaranteed which... a, a standard of living. Right. And I, I think that getting over that, excuse me, getting over that hump will be an important part of human development. Really. Yeah, I, I um, do also hope for a communist revolution anyway. It doesn't have to be violent, though. I can no. just you can keep your economies, your local economies. Cool. That's yeah. fine. I just want to make sure that you have a house and are fed. Yeah. And if you don't have a house or food, I can get make a system that can get you a house and food. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Anyway, space travel. I see a lot. I, I, I see it as very similar to something like public roads, where it's something that we right. all need. Like maybe we don't need mm -hmm. like I don't need to go to space right now but like if i was a person yeah. in like 1650 i don't need a paved road going you know 50 miles in whatever direction but like we've you know accustomed ourselves we've grown accustomed to like having roads that go places right and we don't right. rely right. on private corporations to pave them and maintain mm -hmm. them we do it you know collectively with our tax dollars with our collective pool right. of money and, and I, I see and I see space I, as a similar thing where I hope it's not primarily done, you know, by, you know, large corporations. I hope it's done by like the right. people. Like, I hope it's a collective. Here's what endeavor. I see. Here's just what I see in the next like couple decades. I see um, kind of a world that isn't governed by planes for mass transit of from like continent to continent. Um, I, I can see either like basically ICBMs carrying people from continent to continent or having like stations around the earth uh, where you can just cheaply, relatively cheaply fly up there and hang out for like a couple hours until the earth is in a correct orientation that you can land where you wanted to land. Um, which is kind of an interesting way to think about it instead of moving your position to yeah. a place on the world. Just wait the for world the world is moving to catch up. Position. Right. Exactly. Um, and the cool thing about that is, like, upkeep for a station like that would be relatively cheap. Like, you just have to keep it in orbit and have systems that can keep oxygen and water going. You know? Like, not... I mean, it's hard. It's fucking hard. But mm -hmm. it's not impossible. It's, like, within our realm of, of possibility. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's my two cents on that. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. give him... Just give... I swear. Ten more years, he'll have us there. Swear to God, hand yeah, in the Bible, that's it. give him another, I would be more maybe impressed. 20, maybe 20 years, he'll have us there. And another, you know, I'd be more impressed. Give him, give him $5 trillion and he might get some people to Mars. You know, just if you make a system where you can lift, I don't know, like 10 people plus cargo into a low earth orbit uh, to a station so that they can wait until they can reenter and land in Europe. And like each ticket costs maybe 150 bucks. That's going to impress me. Yeah. I just don't see that being done by like Blue Origin or SpaceX. Like that's. No. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe the technology be could be there, but I do not see it being mm -hmm. anywhere near affordable for the average person. Because like. Right. And I mean, I don't know how much it would cost, but I imagine it would like take a lot to break even on that, let alone make a profit. And if you're like the only company or one of two companies doing that, there's no way that prices are going to be driven down by quote unquote market forces. Right. Well, I mean, if so, if you think about the fuel development or the fuel generation 
and the um and the station it's like the utility itself as a station being like a write-off from the government like we'll put this and that we'll make this and put that into orbit all you have to pay for as a consumer is the transit to and fro Mm -hmm. right um it could work the thing is it's hard to quantify something like that because how do you quantify what the iss has done in terms of revenue you can't right nonetheless we would all on earth take the iss or count the iss as being invaluable right yeah no what i'm saying is like if it is if it is like spacex or blue origin running that operation like they're just gonna price gouge you it's gonna be like even if it costs them like uh, whatever let's say it costs like two hundred dollars to ship someone up into space just just that shipment right like they're still gonna charge like ten thousand dollars just because they can Mm -hmm. that's that's what i that's what i worry Um, about that's the most important i mean it's, it's one of the most important things just the fact that like corporations will price gouge whenever given the chance mm-hmm. and i don't want them in charge right, of something right. as important as space travel i don't see i don't it, it i i worry when it's like space mining they're in charge of because yeah. that's a resource that you can get like dependent on mm-hmm. in terms of transit like just getting something up there like i don't care that's fine yeah um because the, the like let's be honest like the U.S. government could just do that anyway. Yeah. Right. Like it, it would be less. It would be like it would cost more, but we could just do that anyway. Um, yeah. If it's something like a space elevator projects. If if it's something like a space elevator, like I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Like it's it's like PS5 price gouging. Like it's bad, but no one's gonna right. die from it. Assuming that there's like still adequate transit. Like if we're like, okay, right. we don't need planes anymore, you know, Jeff Bezos made a space elevator, like maybe then there'd be a problem. Right. Um, I just because there's a lot of pollution with um planes and just getting off of that yeah. would be like a great improvement, especially when it's something that like could be marketed as like an experience too, right? Like right. going to orbit. Look Dude, at if the it's Earth if it's marketed as an, as an experience, you are getting Disney World prices. I mean, yeah, what if it's like an affordable what if it's an affordable experience, though? What if it's only like 150 bucks to get up there? I don't know. I, right? I, I, I see it more likely to be marketed as like a luxury thing. Because like, you know, there's some weird rich people that would be more likely to spend money on space travel, like a space elevator. Yeah. If they knew that poor people couldn't get it. That's true. Um, you know, I just I'm, I guess I'm looking at this in terms of like once we get the utility there and once we get like like just ships that can just do that efficiently and like what's holding us back right yeah just make an american space station yeah and then have it part-time be like a bus stop for people trying to get to france yeah that would be nice that would be nice i i i hope that would that would require you know to be to be realistic that would require an ounce of progress within our government um so right it's going to happen uh, about 10 lifetimes from now. And that is, yeah, that is yeah. a conservative estimate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, anyway, so we got through the, <laughs> I'm noticing a, a strong space theme this episode. We got the Artemis story. Uh, we're talking about Star Trek, uh, Kerbal space right. program. We're going to talk about that in recommendations. Strong space mm-hmm. theme. Uh, I have yeah. a quick one. I, this is more just like, 
hey, this is weird. I don't really have much in-depth analysis, but I, I did text you about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Elon Musk guilty of treason? <laughs> uh, so this is just something that I found on Twitter the other day. Uh, hold on. I'm loading the tweet. Uh, this is from... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. how to, Nat- Natik Ma- Malikzada. I'll link in description. Uh, he says on Twitter, uh, senior Taliban officials... Uh, a senior Taliban officials has got a blue tick for his Twitter page by paying $8 a month at Elon Musk. How do you allow this? The Taliban are on the U S and UN sanctions list and any kind of business with members of this group is not allowed accepting money, accepting $8 payments from a senior member of this terrorist group in return for blue tick completely violates international rules. Now I don't expect anything to really come of this. I expect uh, like a slap on the wrist at most, but how funny would yeah. it be if they broke out the gallows just because Elon Musk took eight dollars from the Taliban? That'd be really funny. That'd be that'd be, yeah, that'd be great. Imagine if that that'd was the awesome. end of his story. Well, because eight dollars like isn't enough for them to fuck many people's lives over. So, like, it's oh, you take down a giant and you feed an ant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Eight dollars is enough. Like that's all that that is doing is just going into the pit that is Twitter's debt. So like it's not even going to anything. Yeah. But he's still technically taking money from terrorists, which is like mm-hmm. very illegal. But let's be pragmatic here as well. Um, like the former Afghani government that was in place uh, before America pulled out. Um, like they don't exist anymore. Yeah, they don't. Um, And so currently the Taliban have taken control of the country of Afghanistan. And that's just the fact of the matter. Like no amount of like, they're not legitimate will make them not still in control of Afghanistan. Yeah. So, but as far as I'm aware, they're still on the sanctions list. Like they're still like considered terrorists. 100%. Yeah. But I mean, North Korea has a twitter right i don't know i know a lot of bad the people have twitter is, accounts the difference is that he's accepting a twitter blue subscription from a, a senior member of the taliban that's I mean, that's yeah, like the crux of, it's not I'm just that they're on something. twitter the it, the crux of it is that he's like technically accepting payment from terrorists so i yeah i i believe north korea is on twitter yeah yeah, one of the things um, that you like whenever like the conversation have, of of someone being banned from Twitter comes up, like every time someone brings up, "Well, did you know the the ISIS has a Twitter account?" Like, yeah, I don't Well, know. I mean, and I don't mean to don't be like that guy, but like account. the difference the the only difference between North Korea and the Taliban, uh I mean, there are a lot of cultural difference. I'm not like trying to say they're the, exactly the same, but just in terms of how they govern, the only difference is one is categorized as a terrorist group and the other is categorized as a uh, a, a dangerous nuclear power. Yeah, like a sovereign nation. Right. But at the end of the day, no matter how much you try to say, like, the Taliban isn't the official governing body of Afghanistan, they, they, they are, though. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not even, like, the point here. Like... Yeah, yeah they're like they're, they're technically like list, they are technically the North government Korea of Afghanistan, is too, and they have a and they have a, tr- a check mark. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, is it because they're do? subscribed to Twitter Blue or is it because they're like actually verified? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think we do. I, maybe we do, but I don't think we consider any like individual member of, of the North Korean government as like terrorists. Like, like no, it's, but they're it's definitely not, on a sanctions list. Yeah. For like humanitarian issues because they um, actually use slave labor. Yeah. But yeah, that's like a whole different conversation, though. Like, if if you want right. to talk about like, is Afghanistan a, a legitimate nation now because they're run by the Taliban? Like, is the Taliban a legitimate government? Like, that's a whole separate conversation. Besides, but like, the, besides, the, you like can have this. A, you can have it illegal for governments to get verified on Twitter, or you can make it illegal for terrorist organizations to be verified on twitter it seems like it's at not, least for the well for it's the not instance the, the check mark isn't the problem both the check mark isn't the problem like you can get it's verified the fact they paid with, for it yeah yeah you can get verified it, without you paying got paid, for it right okay i mean that's fair okay never mind i'm just being a yeah being a tough tough guy yeah just let's, let's keep our eye out on him let's keep our eye on elon musk yeah. Uh, I don't want to. It seems like every I day wanna. I get a new like news feed thing on my phone that's like, hey, Elon Musk tripped on his own balls. Hey, and now he's and fucking he fell crazy. I'm like, yeah, I did know that actually. Thank you. Yeah. Every day he digs his hole deeper and deeper. Just just his collective hole of 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 just terrible decisions. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I think think okay we're about a half hour and we got time for maybe another one of these news stories so we got mccarthy don't got the votes i didn't know any of the beatles were running for a speaker uh but we also got (laughs) the the new Um, york times crossword swastika and we got henry cavill getting fired from being superman um we don't have to get to the henry cavill superman thing but do you want to do uh, the McCarthy thing, or do you want to do the New York Times uh, crossword I swastika? I can. I think we can do both. I can make the McCarthy thing really quickly. Okay. Um. So since the House of Representatives is now controlled by the Republicans, um, or the, the GOP, I should say, the great grand old party. Um. Very grand. Uh, very old. Quite a party. Right. Um. Uh, the Congressman uh, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, has been trying to get uh the speaker's speaker of the house position um so it turns out that uh people don't want to vote for a spineless hack did you know that alex people no don't i want to no vote idea. for a dude who will just kind of capitulate uh and not show any leadership capability well i mean um, that that when it comes to that'll definitely hurt you in the republican party um but i think it's a requirement to to be a democrat to run as a democrat in congress just being like, oh, oh, the, oh, we can't pass this. Oh, I'm not going to try and pass this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, the Republicans will vote it down. Oh, the right. president doesn't actually um, have that much power, but please vote in the next presidential election because this is the most important election of our lifetime. Oh, but the president so can't actually do much. One thing I've, so one thing that I've seen McCarthy try to do is create some sort of like right wing to centrist bridge in the in the in the Nazi party in the in the Republican Party. Um, but the issue is, and the, the reason I brought up Nazis was because it's like trying to 
get neo-Nazi conspiracy theorists to agree with fiscal conservatives. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, doesn't work well. That doesn't really... People who like just believe in the institution of government and how government's supposed to function generally don't agree with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. On most things. And yeah. it turns out they won't vote for you as speaker if you want to give her an oversight committee spot. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you insinuating so, that, that Marjorie Taylor Greene is in the Nazi wing of the party? Because I'm fully on board yes. if, if that's... Okay. She will say... She will say anything to get elected is yeah. what, how I view it. Um, also, like McCarthy is so thirsty for votes that he's just like, hey, hey, Mar- hey, Marjorie, I'll, I'll give you an oversight position, oversight committee position if you vote for me. And she's just like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I just I think it's great. And the now, Republicans are imploding. Oh, it's so funny. And the cool thing is, and this is why I say they're they're making American history in all the wrong ways again, because <laughs> um, the last time they've had to vote twice on figuring out who to be speaker of the house, that was, a, that was a hundred years ago. And at least they got it right. The second vote. Yeah. This is two times. So two, twice. So is it just McCarthy, a, like in the running? Like, are they just voting yes or no on him? Or is he like running McCarthy's against the anyone? big name? McCartney, uh, McCartney, McCarthy is the big name. Um, and, uh, they have people who are running against him, but regardless, you need like a certain percentage of the vote. McCarthy has like a majority, mm. um, but not enough of a majority to become speaker. Yeah. By the way, you need a majority of Congress, not just a majority of the GOP. Right. Right. So already we know all the Democrats are like, we're not voting for McCarthy. Fuck him. Right. Why would they? Just off the bat. We know this. Why would they? Why fucking would they? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've been hearing this, that there's like this unique situation going on where the Democrats obviously aren't going to vote for the Republican nominee, but the Republicans are so fractured that like they can't really decide on anyone. Yeah. They can't get anyone to that percentage. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible that they could just not elect a Speaker of the House just because they can't decide on you anyone. You can't. Yeah, government... Government cannot function without a Speaker of the House. Yeah, you yeah, no, we are, we are without a Speaker of the House. Completely at an impasse. Like, we, this is a an unstoppable force <laughs> meeting an immovable object because we can't do anything without a Speaker of the House, but we can't get a Speaker of the House. R- right. Right. Imagine um, if I was, it's I, funny. I remember it's saying really... this to you on the phone, but imagine if this is how we went out. Imagine if this was the end of, of the United States government. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. if this was it's our great. downfall, Gra- Grandpa. Oh. Grandpa, why? How? How did the United States fall? Well, there's oh, this guy named find Kevin. A house speaker. There's this guy named Kevin. He was trying to make Nazis agree with fiscal conservatives, and and no one and really liked versa. him. But no one else could really get a majority of the vote, so we just kind of all threw in the towel. We just decided we just this wasn't up. worth it. Yeah. Well, and this is like the classic, like what we've seen between Democrats and and Republicans. So, for instance, when the uh, Affordable Care Act passed, Republicans were like, the second we get enough power, we're going to overturn this shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, finally, they get enough power to overturn that shit and they can't overturn that shit. Right. At least when Democrats like get into office, they even if they can't do the full thing of what they wanted to do, they have their ducks in a row. 
you know? Yeah. And their room is clean, and at least they can all be like, this is what we want to do. They can at least, like, do procedure. Right. And whenever Republicans in office are like, we're going to do this, and they're like, never mind, two of us don't want to do this, so we can't. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a fundamental issue with, It's so funny. I mean, like, I don't... Like, I feel like a lot of people, if if they're listening, will just tune out when I say this. But I, I fully believe it is just a fundamental flaw in right-wing ideology. Like, if you are right-wing... what right you wing, say? I tuned out there for a second. Okay, so this one's just for me. But I fully believe that if you are of that, like, right-wing, like, mindset, even if you're not, like, full fascist, you just have some of that little, little fashy tendencies in you, like... I just I think you are incapable of governing in 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 any kind of like in any kind of like procedural institution any anything that involves like a process right. like yeah like right wing yeah. like ideology is is mostly just accustomed to like just saying some shit and getting it done you know like oh I I declare yeah. I declare all toys are illegal. And then they're illegal. That was a subtle reference to Santa Claus is coming to town for anyone listening. The Burgermeister Meister Burger um, was I, I thought you he were, was a fascist. And I am gonna die on that hill. I thought I thought you were trying to make a reference to Abraham Lincoln, because that's kind of what he did during the Civil War. Not that it was like an inherently I, bad thing. No, I would say that was justified. Was like good. I would say uh right. I declare yeah. slavery over. I, I would say that's justified. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, granted, it was probably more of a political stunt to get Europe on uh, the Union side, oh, but... Yeah. For sure, it was not because he wanted to end slavery. Like, I think no, everyone's pretty much on board like, with that. I don't that. care. Like, he was not right. an abolitionist. He, he was as a senator. He, he, just, he just wanted to do some political stuff. And he just, it was just The absurdity is that, like, even when he him. was elected, like, he was just... the the. the the funny part is that the only reason the the union split was just because an abolitionist was elected president. You know, like, that's the funny thing. He was like, I'm not going to end slavery. And they're like, shut up, you're going to end slavery. We're leaving. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, all right. He's like, all right, I guess they're leaving. Let's wait for them to attack us first. So we're not the bad guys. And then the South attacked us first. Well, and then um, I will commend him for actually then becoming what they feared him to be becoming the guy that right. ends slavery. Right. I commend him for that and not yeah. trying to like walk it back and be like, no, you can actually have more slaves now because like th- this mm. is like the heart of, of a lot of criticism that I have with Joe Biden, where no matter what he does, the Republicans will still yell communist at him. They'll still call oh, him Antifa do anything. and say he's doing CRT, right. even though he's done like next to nothing. So no. I say, why not just be what they what they claim you are? Just be, just be CRT communist Antifa. Right, right. Um, just be dark Brandon. <laughs> um, I, I had a point with that, but I forgot. So, um, never mind. All right. So I I think all that's right. all that we got with the uh, Paul McCartney running for Senate or whatever. Yeah. So it's funny because you got the person. Uh, and the, the the chamber of Congress that they're running for both wrong. Yeah, but I still got the idea of it. I got the heart of it. 
Yeah, good enough, but yeah. goddamn, dude. Like you knew what I was saying. I yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I just it's fun to watch this. It's fun. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. the last last news story. How far in are okay? We we got time. This will have, this will have to be brief. Um, but anyway, so on the first day of Hanukkah, if you didn't hear about this, on the first day of Hanukkah, the New York Times thought that it would be uh, super neato to have their crossword very strongly resemble a swastika. Uh, now, Gavin, if you click the first link... In fact, link, I believe a couple of the words were... I believe a couple of the words were even like Heil Hitler, too, right? So, like... <laughs> well, actually, you know. more on this later, but there was... I saw a video on TikTok that, like, actually kind of elaborated on this and showed, like, on the... I, it was on their, like, crossword app or something. But they had, like, a bunch of... of, of of uh crosswords that looked like swastikas and one of them like one of the words was jew and it, it's like oh you are playing with fire if this is not on purpose and if it is on purpose you're, you're like this is just nazi shit um but anyway so if you click the first link in the show notes <laughs> this is an article from terrible. the rap i do not want to sign up for your thing do not i don't want to sign up oh my god i hate this oh it will not let's let take a look this. at this anyway does it so, show the thing? So it, Does it show the... I believe so. So this is from The Wrap. Um, actually, Megan McCain tweeted this. Uh, enemy of the show, uh, very much not friend of the show, Megan McCain tweeted, on the first night of Hanukkah, the anti-Israel New York Times issues a crossword puzzle that looks like a swastika. Can't make this shit up. We see you at NY Times. We see you. Now, I don't, I don't know about the whole anti-Israel stuff. Like, being anti-Israel does not mean that you're anti-Semitic. It, it is a government, not a religion. But anyway, yeah, she posted that with the photo of the crossword. And I just, I want your first impressions of it. Tell God me. fucking damn it. Tell God me that that is it. not like, a swastika. That is a swastika. That is clearly a swastika. I I, I don't want to thread any needles of like, oh, it's because of their political blah, 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 blah. But like, come on. You'd think a guy would be like, wait, you guys know it's Hanukkah, right? Yeah, and they'd be like, on the first oh, day shit, of Hanukkah, yeah. I cannot stress enough. Uh, like, like either this bro, is like bro. straight Nazi uh, shit, or it's the most Michael Scott esque fuck up in history. How do? You... And it is, if you listener, if you if you no have words. any doubts no and words. you haven't seen it, please check out the article. Look at this. Tell me it's not a swastika. Now, that said, they do train you no when you're doing any kind of graphic design like this for crossword puzzles or, or what have you. They train you to specifically not do swastikas, like even if it could be like unless you're in India <laughs> and like even if it's like a stretch, even if it's like a wild reach, if anyone could possibly perceive it as a swastika, you're supposed to just scrap it. Uh, but th th that's not even the case with this. It just is a swastika. And <sighs> the thing is, I saw I, I did originally see this story on Twitter and someone replied with a link to uh, the second link in the in the show notes labeled their response asterisk. Uh, if you want to check that out, this is a tweet from New York Times Games. Do not look at the date on this tweet. They say. This isn't re in reply to anyone, but they just said, uh, yes, hi, it's not a swastika. Honest to God. No one sits down to make a crossword puzzle and says, hey, you know what would look cool? 
Now, that seemed like a very insensitive response. Uh, uh, This this person uh, at uh, at 1000 Trash on Twitter says, hey, annoyed you here. We made a swastika on accident, so we are not sorry is not the tact you want right now. Like yeah, that's that's a pretty good uh, summary of of how people felt about this. Just very insensitive, very yeah. much a non-apology, very much oh, just yeah. like oh, I'm sorry that you feel bad, like just yeah. just not adequate, just completely gaslighting them, completely gaslighting them. Yeah, oh, that's no, not a swastika. You're crazy. What are you talking about? Now look You're at nuts. the date. Look at the date on that tweet. Tell me what it says. Oh, 2017, October yeah. 28th. October 28th, 2017. This is not the first time this has happened. Now, right. granted, granted, th- this is not like the, the first time was not like as overt as this time. This time it, it was very obviously a swastika. If you look at the next link, it's like, labeled. I can they see did not it. Learn. You uh, see yeah. it. Yeah. It's comparing like, the first one to the swastika. That is a swastika still, even if it that doesn't look as as like explicitly like a swastika. That is still a fucking swastika. Now you'd think they would learn from their first time, but no, no, I guess not. Could you, okay? I want to like put like let's put this in someone else's shoes for a second. What if like you know what if it was something that was like that could be viewed as anti-Christian? Could you imagine? Remember yeah. when? Remember yeah, imagine if it was like a pentagram. Starbucks, remember when Starbucks changed their yeah. cups to to not say like Merry Christmas or whatever and just made them red? Yeah, I believe. And yeah, they just like, did. They didn't even do a different design. Yeah, they just removed right? the design. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if they put yeah. swastikas in their cup? Yeah. Um, but apparently they responded to this particular instance. So... Uh, this is from the independent, uh, New York times responds after readers accuse paper of swastika shaped crossword puzzle. Uh, I'll just I'll read a very brief segment from the article. Uh, the New York times has responded after being in inundated with criticism prompted by the design of Sunday's crossword, which appeared to be shaped like a swastika quote. This is a common crossword design. Many open grids and crosswords have a similar spiral pattern because of the rules around rotational symmetry and black squares, unquote, a spokesperson for the paper told dailymail.com. Now I will direct the reader's attention back to the original design. That's a fucking swastika. I'm sorry, Uh, but that is a swastika. You just need to be like, oh, hey, hi, okay, I see, I see your point. This is just what they had to say, right? Many people have said that there's a swastika in our crossword. I see it. Okay, I get your point. I hear you. Yeah. We all we do is we take the words, we put it into a computer program, and it spits it out. We will try to do more, make sure this doesn't happen again, especially at sensitive times. Right. Yeah. We'll All they had to do was just apologize in a genuine We're way. We're sorry. We truly, this was just based on how the game works and the format that we have it as. It, there was no intention to make this anti Semitic. We apologize. Yeah. We're going to be more, we're going to put more oversight on this in the future. Right. Yeah. All they had to do was just do a genuine apology. Um, now I am sharing my screen with you because I do want to, uh, review this TikTok together that kind of re recontextualizes a lot of this. But before that, I will say, uh, yeah, this had to go through so much review to get published. Like this had to go through like 
multiple layers of approval because it's a fucking newspaper. It is it's the New York Times, right. one of the most popular papers right. in the country. So there's no way that this like wasn't noticed. But yeah. Anyway, I will just we we will watch this TikTok together because this person um just shines a lot of light on it. I don't remember what exactly they said, but it, it is very valuable information. Okay, so y'all remember how the New York Times crossword on the first night of Hanukkah was a swastika, and how that wasn't the first time. Well, this is the puzzle they followed it up with. Again, link in description. Here, making for the two listener. S's. Right here, S S. Mm hmm. But apparently, there are even more in the New York Times crossword app. Straight Nazi One, shit. That's a swastika. Two. Swastika. Fucking swastika. Three. Okay. That is a swastika. Four. That is even more of a swastika. And five. That's, oh, yeah. One of which clues was that. And if you've forgotten, the the one from 2017 looks like that. That's a swastika. Once is like, okay. Twice is like, hmm. I think we're at seven times now. This is atrocious, abhorrent, and the New York Times needs to take all of them down and issue apologies. This is not okay. Okay. So, like, I would, so here's the thing. I get her point. I do. Like, it's hard to ignore that. But, like, on just the off day where it's a swastika, like, it, I don't, I don't think that the vitriol is there to argue that it's something that's abhorrently offensive. Um, I just, I just don't see how you could do that much Nazi shit in your crossword by accident. Like, I, I think, and it, by the way, this is like the same guy. Like, the crossword editor has been the same guy okay. for like 30 it's years. It's the same dude. So, yeah, it's the same dude doing <laughs> all of these, or at least like approving all of these. So, I, the, okay. The, the I, New York Times crossword like guy Jewish, so might I just be a Nazi. I mean, we don't know, but like, it's not looking good for him. The, it's the optics are terrible yeah I, I mean i can't say um, what his motivations like, are like i can't say anything off- about his personal feelings or thoughts but like it oh like it's either nazi I mean, in my shit mind, or just a terrible fuck up right well i mean in my mind given that um it is a a game and these are just shapes to play the game i'm like okay let's pump the brakes a little bit and look at this in a context that's not like the 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 impetus is not there to cause harm to any particular group because it's a crossword. The optics are terrible though because you released this on Hanukkah, and on some other occasions, like one of the words was Jew. So, yeah, and it looked like a swastika. Like oh. it had like the general shape of a swastika. Which, by the way, to repeat myself, they train you specifically not to do that. Right. Um, again, I'm not Jewish, so I can't really comment as to how offensive this is. Yeah, all, all um, I, I'm, I'm not Jewish myself either. All I can really do is just echo what other people uh, who are Jewish have said about it. And it's not looking good. It is not looking good, let me tell you. Right, it's, it's not. The optics are awful. And um, yeah, hey, let's not hate on groups that have nothing to do with you. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to just go out like guns blazing accusing someone of being a nazi that's why i say it's either that right. or it well, especially could be. when it's a crossword yeah it could be just the most colossal I'm not denying that coincidence ever like but right. it, it would have to be a pretty 
like specific set of circumstances for this kind of coincidence to happen. Right. I definitely think the New York Times should get its fucking shit together here. Yeah. And like someone needs to be fired. Someone either needs to get better or get fired. So let's let's do let's redo this. (laughs) Let's go over this again. Don't let swastikas in the crossword. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They need to like write on the chalkboard a hundred times. I will not make my crossword a swastika. Right. Um, and it's really hard to, and like, again, it's just, it's difficult to, to disconnect the meaning from the symbols, yeah. especially when the symbols aren't, aren't in the context of the situation to be symbols, you know, like in my mind, it's just a, it's just a crossword, but I get it when, you know, you're a part of a group that has been historically marginalized. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, okay. Well, like, it's I not get just it. shapes you know. when it like has like affected you and your people throughout history right exactly um so yeah and like even if it is like (laughs) even if it is just how the shape happens to come out like it's just a standard spiral just do a different shape like have you run out of shapes are there like no more shapes that you can use right just don't use the the ones that are nazi adjacent right just it's don't just, do it. It's it's weird because it's not even that fucking hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, just just don't do it. Just don't, don't do just that. Don't be, just don't do Nazi shit. Yeah, just don't do it. Anyway, so anyway. this is not us covering it, but I, I was thinking next week we could talk about the whole Andrew Tate thing um, because we don't have time in this episode, and maybe it'll give it time for the story to develop. But there has been a very funny string of events involving andrew tate just starting beef with greta thunberg starting starting beef with a teenage girl on twitter for no reason out of nowhere he started it and it ended with him going to romanian prison it's great it's It's great great. anyway maybe we'll talk about that next week anyway and i I was telling alex on the phone uh, i just want to mention this you know i i I don't know what it may have felt like to to hear that lord voldemort died (laughs) trying to kill a baby but this is what I feel like the the feeling was like. Yeah. Oh, thank God! Yeah. Whew! Glad that's over. Yeah. No one resurrect him. Please don't. Yeah. Anyway, we watched a movie this week. I got notes. I oh, got paper did. notes this time. I haven't done yeah, those in a while. Um, I'm bringing it back. So let me. T- I I want to know what you thought, Alex. Okay. I'm so my my Trek thoughts nerd. on on Star Trek V colon the Final Frontier are uh, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I was like, oh, I gotta watch a fucking Star Trek thing. But then, like, I don't know why I'm so surprised every time. But yeah, I just had a fun time with it. Um, I enjoy yeah. that it just doesn't. It, it like it doesn't like hold your hand with like character introductions or like introducing you to the world and everything. But at the same time, it doesn't just throw you in with like nothing, you know, like nothing. It it strikes a good balance of like, Hey, if you're new, this is what's going on. And if you're returning, like, good, let's get, let's get up to speed. Let's get this going. Right. Like I've, I've seen, uh, the the only other Star Trek stuff I've seen is what we've covered here. So I've seen the Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. and the next one after this, uh, the sixth one, uh, the, the Great whatever, the Undone, the 
the undiscovered the, the undiscovered country, the undiscovered, undiscovered country. But yeah. we've already watched that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I've seen so number two and number six. Now that number five, this is my third one. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just liked it. I like that it starts out with uh, Kirk and uh, Doctor McCoy and Spock, just like they're just camping, just broing out, just camping. Yeah, that's what yeah. I like about Star Trek. Like, I didn't realize like how much of it was like still very much tied to Earth. Because like Star oh, right. Wars, and that's what I love about it too. Yeah. Every, everyone compares Star Trek to Star Wars, um, just because of like the superficial no similarities, right? Where Star Wars is very much like escapist fantasy, but Star yeah. Trek is still very like terrestrial, like it is still mm-hmm. very like human, like there's like right. governments, right. like proper functioning governments, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just I just like it. I I, I did enjoy very thoroughly seeing kirk uh, mccoy and spock just just hanging out just singing row 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 your boat mm-hmm. just just broing out While wearing personal clothes it's always jarring seeing like sci-fi characters wearing people clothes but it's right. so fun because he just showed up to the set wearing his normal whatever yeah. <laughs> just wearing a flannel right. and, a, and a white t-shirt you know and jeans just, it's fine it's deforest kelly in 1989 i think yeah but yeah, the 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 character yeah. introductions are are very good. Uh, the characterization is strong. Like you get a very good idea of who everyone is without it being like I'm Kirk and I'm the leader. Right, right. And I'm so Doctor McCoy knows and Captain I'm the Kirk smart is, one. Exactly. Although I hate how just like dickish they are to Spock. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. At some point they racist. have to understand they're kind of they're racist kind of assholes a little bit, and it's like. You guys have worked with this individual for it's okay. A, I have a Vulcan decades, friend, and you, right? But like, you've worked with this dude for over two two decades, and you haven't figured out that he's an alien who doesn't understand all Earth cultural, like norms. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck him. Yeah. What the hell? Be nicer to Spock. It's because they're they're just kind of racist, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of it. Have you seen all the times that that you know Dr. McCoy was like Spock you're a green-blooded hobgoblin. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned this to me. He doesn't call him like a hobgoblin or anything like that. He just calls him like a green-blooded Vulcan, I believe, in this movie, but you or mentioned he, he does he that goes, in, you in the green-blooded series. Green-blooded inhuman, right. In the, in the series he calls him like an inhuman green-blooded hobgoblin. Yeah. yeah. Which if you go into Spock's tr- like growing up trauma, right? Doesn't help. Doesn't that feeds right. into his yeah. his already existent dilemma of feeling not adequate enough to be human and not adequate enough to be Vulcan. Yeah, he grows up on is the planet called Vulcan? The planet's called Vulcan. That's yeah. that's dumb. So he grows up on Vulcan. Fuck you too then. <laughs> and he's like oh, you- <laughs> he's too human for them. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go out and join the Navy. And then he does. And everyone's like, oh, you're too Vulcan now. Like, what is, what is right. he supposed to do? Can he's a guy like, catch I, a break? Fucking excuse me? Right. No, and it's only when like he's made a name for himself that Vulcan's like, hey, yeah. how are you, Spock? How yeah, are we you? Accept we revere you now. you. now that you're worth something. What is that? You've saved Earth, the center of the Federation, and Vulcan? On multiple yeah. occasions, just cause. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, man. Yeah. Now I'm not now biracial myself, but I 
from like what I've gathered and what I understand, just like consuming media, like it seems like a pretty accurate depiction of being biracial. Like, like you grow up in in one community, not feeling like you fully belong, and then when you're like around white people, you still don't feel like you fully belong. So, you know, well, we, like, we 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 give them shit. Like- we give them shit. We give the character shit for like being racist or whatever. But it's it's it's. seems to be an accurate depiction of a that kind of situation well it's more than just like um i i think just the difference in flag really i think it's just like the fact that humans enjoy their interactions based on kind of how they feel about them right whereas vulcans get uh uh, what's the word satisfaction from their interactions based on how logical they were oh damn girl that dress is so logical yeah, pretty much. <laughs> honestly, yeah, they will they will call you out if you are too emotional and tell you that you shouldn't be working if you're too emotional. Yeah, right. Uh, from a completely Vulcan mindset that they for some reason can't pr- like they can't cos- possibly grasp that maybe humans can be emotional and logical at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's right? not a binary. And so when Spock is like. When when Spock is like, "Hey, I I can manage my emotions like just as yeah. well as any Vulcan. I just happen to have emotions that are more human." Right. And they're like, "Shut up! You're not you. You're not Vulcan." Yeah. <laughs> well, also like, <laughs> you're filthy. You you emotion- red blooded hobgoblin. <laughs> emotions are often logical. Like emotions often have right. a logical root. Like I'm pissed off because this guy cut me off in traffic. That was illogical right. of him to do that, and I'm pissed off. Right, exactly. Um, and they don't seem to understand that, like, their their idea of like perfect logicness coming from like a Vulcan standpoint is inherently biased. Yeah, like it just they have this idea that they are like the pinnacle of like all thinky people, all thinky races. Yeah, they're the best. Until like, like Captain Archer and, and Enterprise comes along and like solves a couple galactic issues that have been going on because the Vulcans were so unwilling to change their views. Yeah. Anyway, that's going into Star Trek history there, but <laughs> yeah, without getting too much into the weeds, yeah, th- I mean that's I guess that's a good segue into the the villain of this piece. Uh, what was his right. name? It was like Cyroth. Cy- 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 there was a sigh in it. I don't know. Is Lord Voldemort Jesus. for all I care? Jesus, basically. Space Jesus. Space Jesus. I, one thing I like about this villain is that he's not even villainous. He's just like, he's like, here, let me cure your mental illnesses, and he cures yeah. their mental illnesses. Not necessarily like, hey, cure them, but thing. at least like he's doing therapy. Like he's doing right. like streamlined express therapy. Right. Of like, what happened? Tell me what happened. Let's think about yeah. this. Let out your feelings. Logically. Face your Let them face out. your insecurities. It's okay. Safe place here. Safe space here. Huh? Which is also very logical. Right. Wouldn't have logic a, a dictate that if you have trauma, you should work through that trauma instead of just burying it. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? Who, who'd have, no, who'd and have I love how he's Who'd have thunk it? I love how he's just like, he's like, share with me your pain. Cool. I am helping you out. I'm going to go do this other thing. You don't feel pressured at all that you have to help me. Yeah. In fact, if you were trying to get somewhere, I'll give you a lift. Mm-hmm. 
and don't feel like you owe me anything, but I'm going to do this thing that I think is really cool. And if you want to join me, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Watching this, like I really, I was rooting for him to be honest because his whole motivation is just, he wants to see some cool shit. He just wants to see like God, basically he wants to see what's beyond like the outermost regions of like the settled galaxy or the settled universe. Right. He just wants to see some cool shit. And he's like, like encountered. He's like, Hey, work through your trauma. And if you want, I'm going to look at some cool shit. And if you want to come, I got room in my crew. You can. Yeah. Um, which I think is just really neat, but it's also fun to, to see Kirk encountered with a villain. Who's not, inherently villainous yeah i yeah i I was gonna say i I expected him to do something villainous and he never did he never actually did anything wrong besides like like, kirk was just like arguably you could say it was wrong of him to hijack the enterprise but like he wanted to see some pretty cool shit i would have done it too i would have joined right and like yeah people people some i think some people did die but even then he was like inherently remorseful like i didn't want this to happen this he was is not what i wanted to happen explicitly trying not to kill people right and i love how even when he gets control of the enterprise and they're heading to the center of the galaxy he's just like here kirk you can have the chair back i've gotten what i needed yeah right yeah, and, he, and he's like i got what i needed we're good we're no no beef well because he can, also even when we get there explore by the book go, yeah. just go by the end like by the federation's book i'm here to do my thing you can do what you need to do we're good yeah, he was very above board about it. He was like, hey, look, you're the captain. Right. Turn around if you want, but I know you want to see this cool shit. And, and Kirk is like, like, come on, this is God. Oh, fuck, you're right. Oh, okay. And I love All how right, Kirk takes ahead, the, like, Sulu. I like how Kirk takes the, like, kind of, um, what is it? Um, uh, toxic, toxically masculine alpha male approach to yeah. mental health treatment. No, of, like, no, I no, live with my pain. no. My suffering is what makes me me, even though it's been proven time and time again that's not how it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, I mean, this is like after his son was killed, right? So, like, he probably has some right. shit to deal with regarding that. Like, isn't right. If and I like, remember correctly, uh, the sixth movie, a big part of it is he has like a grudge against the, the Klingons because one of them the killed Klingons, his son. Because they killed his son. Imagine right. if he had worked through that trauma right we could have solved right. an entire movie if the bad guy just got his way in this one well especially in the fact like in the wrath of khan at the end like even his son whose name is david by the way his son david was just like at the beginning of the movie like i don't want one of these navy hotheads laser brain assholes to take care of genesis i this is a scientific matter i want scientists to work on it and then by the end of the movie it's just like hey dad i'm proud of you thank you for doing what you did because you saved the day. And I see that you were instrumental in making sure everyone, most everyone got out alive. And then the next movie, his son dies. Yeah. And it's like, there could have been at least from the story, people who are listening to the story understand there could have been like a whole relationship there. Right. And now it's been stripped away, stripped away from Kirk, the possibility of ever being like a father figure. Yeah. Yeah, that's messed up. Klingons. That's some right. shit to work through. You need to work through that. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah, I love how just, when I they love, finally get to Jesus. see like Space God. Yeah. Right? Space God is like, I need your ship. And he's just like, Well, what does God need with a starship? Yeah. And then McCoy is just like, You don't check the Almighty's ID, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. You don't ask the almighty for his ID. I love that. Yeah, dude, I was like completely sussed out by by quote unquote God. And that's actually what he's right. credited as. Uh quote unquote God. Um yeah, well, I was like I completely that, sussed like... out by him. Well, I, I I sent you this on Snapchat. At first I thought he was gonna be like, fuck off. I put up the barrier for a reason. Get out of here. But then he was right, like, right. "Oh, oh, you have you have a starship. You say you have a starship. Could it, mm-hmm. could this starship hypothetically carry my my uh, my wisdom on it? And my sp- essence and spread spread right. me uh, throughout the galaxy." And Space Jesus is like, "Yeah, sure." And then yeah, Kirk is like, "I guess." Wait, hold on. I thought this guy was God, and I thought he yeah, was hold God. On. He needed the no, starship. and I right, and I love how like even when like Kirk is questioning God, he's just like, what do you need with a starship? And God is like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And he's are like, you well, you created me. me. So, so you created me. You should know who I am. Right. If you're God, right. You should know this. This is known. You're all omniscient. Like all knowing. Yeah. He was like basically breaking out the atheist talking points. It was fun right. to see. Like, shouldn't you know this? And then McCoy is like, how dare you, Jimmy? He's like, no, I mean, and, tell me I'm wrong. Well, yeah. And then Spock backs him up like, hold on, hold on. You didn't answer his question. What does God need right. with a starship? And yeah. There's something like you're kind God. of like perverse about quote unquote God, like assuming like the classic like bearded old white guy like image of God. Mm-hmm. Like there's like. Right. Like it's not it's it's very like subtextual, but it just felt very like perverse that he assumes that form, mm-hmm. and and he's like talking through that like like operating like a puppet or something. When like right. if he has a true form, it could be something completely unrecognizable. Like you're talking to yeah. something that may have no regard for for life at all, just pretending mm-hmm. to be like this you know archetypical god figure and i don't know there's just something like uncomfortable about that like uncomfortable like like in like a good horror sense you know and i and i like that yeah and i like that they don't bother like explaining what quote-unquote god is what is what his motivations are what his true form Mm -hmm. is even what the, the planet is you just get the impression like there's a reason he's sealed away and that reason ain't, ain't going to be good for us. Right. You're just right. given just um, enough that you know what's going on basically. And you can fill in the rest with whatever like horrors your mind can come up with. You know, I just hope that Spock's brother after this whole thing. Oh, wait, did he die? I forget. Did he die? He like gets blown up. First, he mind melds with quote unquote God. That probably oh, yeah, fucks him up. up. Then he gets hit with a torpedo. So okay, that he's, he's probably he's, he's probably dead. Like double. Dead. I was gonna say, um, because it's been a while since I've watched this movie. Um, gonna be honest. Uh, yeah, hasn't it uh, been like a, I, I like a few s- weeks by this point? A few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I, I do like how um, I would have liked if he survived and then went into mental health treatment for the Federation, because he's been shown to be very effective at that. Right. Right. Yeah, that would that would just make sense, like or just any Vulcan, you know, like they can all do mm-hmm. that mind meld shit, right? He's just the one that came up with this application for it. But also, he's very because like 
I mean, emotions for Vulcans are like is like sex for humans. Like they can they can like them, but oftentimes it's a taboo. Yeah, yeah, and he's kind of fucking everyone around him. Essentially, that's a I, I, he might as well walk into a Vulcan um, household naked. Yeah, yeah. I guess than, he's the only one that would do it. That would like like that would do be willing to under, try to understand emotions yeah because even spock was like he was exiled because he tried to understand emotions that's fucked up this guy did nothing it, wrong he is purely a victim of circumstance yeah like he was, he was he basically was, just when he was a telling kid. kirk i just when he <laughs> when he was telling kirk um about what he was trying to do i was like okay I, i'm kind of i'm kind of I'm, i see what he's talking about and then he got to the point where he's just like anyway at the center of the galaxy I've been talking to God. Yeah. And it's like, you're fucking crazy. Okay. Yeah. I expected it, like <sighs> there to be some okay. kind of twist. And I thought that was going to be it. Like I thought the whole time. Okay. He's, he's too good so far. They're going to do the thing where like, I've, I'd talked to you about this trope, but they're going to do the trope where like the, the bad guy does so many good things. Then he like blows up a children's hospital to show that he's the bad guy. They never did that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that the twist was going to be like, oh, he's crazy. He thinks he's talking to God. He's going to like fly them into a black hole. But he was still right, kind of. Yeah. He was still right. He did nothing mm-hmm. wrong. He's like. He did nothing wrong. He's only the antagonist, like, like for lack of a better villain. Right. And it's like, I, and that's why I like this movie, because it finally gives Kirk someone who's not inherently bad. Yeah. Right. This guy is just a dude who's given mental health treatment services and then also letting people tag along if they want to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just good stuff. Yeah. Just good stuff. Well, I'm happy you enjoyed this movie, man. This is awesome. Yeah. No, it's fine. I, I like this series. I, I think it's like, I don't know, just like well thought out. Like it's nuanced. Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not so like simplistic. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say best Not movie ever. Definitely. So far, definitely top movie of 2023 that we've reviewed. Of course. Even though it, it was made in 1989. Yeah, I'm but we were. Sure. Well, we reviewed it now. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we didn't get to the, uh, the Vulcan side plot. But yeah, the entire time there's a Vulcan ship that's heading towards the Enterprise. They're like on their tail. I don't think yeah. they even know about it until the attack at the end of the movie. Like just this yeah. Vulcan ship or this uh, Klingon ship. Did I say Vulcan the entire yeah. time? This Klingon did ship. did say Vulcan. This Klingons? Klingon ship. The Klingons have been following them the entire movie. And then they finally attack. Oh. And honestly, no, no, no. The, the Klingons have been following them through this entire program. Through the entire program. The yes. The Klingons have been following them. Um, yeah. They like attack at the worst possible time. Destroy the, the stuff. And. Like, I forgot until, like, it happened, like, until Spock was like, hey, uh, Klingon High Command, talk to talk to this guy. But, I like, when yeah. that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, they do have, like, a high up <laughs> with them. Right. And basically, like, <laughs> they bring in this guy's dad to make him apologize. You gotta... Yeah. Dad says I gotta say I'm sorry for killing, for trying to kill you and attacking your ship. Sorry. Won't happen again. Please, please don't take, please don't, please don't take away my Fortnite. Um, 
<laughs> Dad, you know I'm trying to grind through the battle pass. <laughs> I just imagine a Vulcan being like, I'm trying to get through the battle pass. You mean a Klingon? Yeah, sorry, the Klingon. Yeah, the Klingon. Klingons. Yeah. On the program. Uh, the very robots. few robots in this story, actually. I mean, it, the entire Enterprise is basically a robot. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the system. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's all that I got. <laughs> That, yeah, that, that's yeah, all that I got. Best movie ever. Uh, next awesome. week, it is my turn. I was thinking we could talk about American Psycho, but I don't know. It's good. I, I rewatched it a few days ago, and like I think I had a deeper appreciation for it than I did the first time watching it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like watching something a bit lighter. So, okay. all right, I'll give you. I'll give you a choice. Do you want, well, okay. we're going to do the standard, I don't know what to watch next week, cop out. So we're going to continue another okay. franchise. So the okay. franchises that we have uh, on the docket to continue are Twilight, uh, Marvel, uh, Indiana Jones, and I feel like there was another uh, franchise, Twilight, Indiana Jones, Marvel. Star Trek? Or Well, we just did a Star Trek. We got to... We gotta, Give some cool down. Uh, um, emoji movie. Emoji? No. No. I, I do have a copy of it on Jonathan, but I refuse to cover the emoji movie for the next episode. Wow. Also, Justice it's my choice. Emoji movie. It's my choice. So if you don't pick okay. one of these franchises, I'm picking for you. No, it's your turn to choose. So choose. All right. All right. Well, all right. How about, how about we continue Twilight? I, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> Hey, you had the opportunity to pick Marvel or fine, uh, Indiana fine. Jones. No, no, I, no, fuck you. We're no, doing no. Twilight. 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 Okay. So we have gone through the first three. So we're getting to the finale. Twilight Ooh. Breaking Dawn Part 1 from 2011. Breaking Dawn? That's what I call my ass checks when I get in the be, shower. Be there shower, or be shower, square. Shower. And that's what that's what yeah, that's, I, that's what I'll be the right deal back. Is. I gotta, I'll be right back. I need to pee. I'll okay. All right. I'll play some whole. I gotta music. go pee pee. I go pee pee. Friends, I dreamed I saw magic. my maternal grandmother Temple. sitting by the bank of a swimming pool, which was also a river. Her oh, Gavin, you're back. Ex- I actually turned off my audio. Oh, you turned off your audio for that. Oh. Here, if you didn't hear it, let me let me play it again. I dreamed I saw my maternal grandmother sitting by oh, the bank of a can swimming pool. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You need me to turn it up? You need me to turn it up? All right, you can unmute yourself. You there? You there? You, you can hear? You can hear me? Are you doing a I'm bit here. right now? Hi. I'm doing a bit. You're doing a bit? It's very On funny. Your mom's tit. It's very yeah. funny. Whatever. Anyway, recommendations of the week. If you have any, add them. Uh, I, I do have... Yet another update on my Marvel mail order subscription saga. I got these. I got these in the mail today. I got four issues from my subscriptions: Amazing Spider-Man number fifteen, Deadpool number two, Dark Web Mary Jane and Black Cat number one, Dark Web Miss Marvel number one, and they they all arrived today, uh, like a couple weeks after their uh, shipment date. So still consistent with the. With what I said before, it takes a couple weeks to get to the to your address, depending on where you live. But um, 
Yeah, they arrived intact, good condition. They weren't mangled by the mail carrier. So, so far, so good. It's working out. So if you want to buy physical comics and you want to save money, it's a a good option still. You will still need bags and boards because they do not come with that. So that'll be kind of a, a must for storage, but they're pretty cheap. So anyway, recommendations of the week. The first one that I want to get to is Kerbal Space Program is free on the Epic Game Store starting Thursday the 5th and going through Thursday the 12th of January of this year. Of Keep in mind, I'm not decade. sure if that includes the DLCs. You know what? I will look for that while you pitch uh, Kerbal Space Program. Oh, dude. Kerbal Space Program, excuse me, to program. the listeners. So if you're even generally a space fan, if you just want to understand in more depth just kind of how it works. Um, oh, hold on. There's, a, there's going to be a, a sequel coming out. Kerbal Space Program 2. KSB 2 coming out in 2023, I think. Early 2023. I'm not sure, though. Um, yeah, if you just want to know generally how like kind of space science works um in terms of getting something from like point a to point b if you just want to fuck around in space i highly recommend kerbal space program it it does a really great job of putting um the certain aspects that kind of weigh out how space travel work into perspective um and it is a good way to train your brain to do good things with uh critical thinking so yeah, I seems like a fun like sandbox kind of thing. Like just you can do kind of fucking around and finding out. Right. Um, kind of like Minecraft. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, kind of like Minecraft, except you can't like just make a new like you can't just make a new engine. Right. Like, you yeah. Have to, like I, I mean, it's like Minecraft in that have. it's like a sandbox with you know you mm-hmm. can use the tools to make a bunch of different stuff and exercise exactly. your creativity. Yeah, it's just it's really fun. I recommend it. Yeah. Um, and for the it, low, low actually, price of free, like you can't right. really turn that down. That's I on would the also Epic, like to mention uh, games uh, store. Yeah, um, I'd also like to mention too that this game has like helped countless like physics students and uh, aerospace students kind of grapple with like what they've been taught in class. Um, yeah, I don't know that from personal experience, seeing as I'm not a space aerospace. Right. Well, it probably engineer. makes it more like tactile. Like more, more tangible. tactile and yeah and especially that like the devs even have taken that into consideration so now they offer mods that like will tell you more information than what the game like will initially tell you yeah so um yeah i just i love this game i've been playing it ever since like 2015 so over like six seven years now eight years going on i think if it's 2023 well, i remember you playing it at ctc when we yeah. were uh, going there together. Right. And, and even then, I've been playing it throughout middle school. Like, Yeah. yeah it's and a game that I, I, I very much love. Yeah, and you can run it on, like, fucking anything. If you have, like, a decent, like, a, a relatively recent computer, you can probably run it. Uh, the requirements... I'm playing it on my Surface Pro 8, so... Yeah, and I remember you were running it on, like, an older computer. Uh, surface pro 4 yeah 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 the processor just a core 2 duo 2 gigahertz uh 4 gigs of ram which if you have a computer you have at least 4 gigs of ram 
uh, storage, three gigabytes, pretty small storage requirement. Uh, graphics, uh, it's kind of vague on it. It just has to be DirectX 10 compatible, uh, and it has to have 512 megabytes of VRAM, which is like fucking nothing by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can probably run it. I mean, even if on you can't, like you're not putting any money in to figure out that you can't run it. Right. But, you know, what what you described kind of reminds me of the game Elite Dangerous. I haven't personally played it, but Up Is Not Jump made a very in-depth video on it. By the way, that's a good YouTube channel he talks about. Video yeah, I like games, that one. A lot of yeah. VR stuff. Have you heard of Elite Dangerous? I have not, but I like the fact that, um, like, Up Is Not Jump, that's a cool. Yeah, dude, it, it, that's a, that's a, a cool really name. good channel. Uh, he talks yeah. about like a lot of VR games. I mean, this is, I believe, it's VR compatible. It is, but it's janky. Elite so Dangerous is. Uh, oh, Elite Dangerous. I'm not sure. But it, KSP uh, is, is is Kerbal Space Program VR compatible. It, it is, but um, it requires another mod that allows you to go first person view, oh. and even then, at that like at that distance from the terrain. The train looks like shit, by the yeah. way. It's not good. Like, listen, you just land there. Yeah. A lot of fun. games actually have uh, VR mods. Right. And, right. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of them does not translate well. I, this is another thing I like about the devs of Kerbal Space Program, which is that like when a mod is big enough that it could be just be a part of the game, they actually just hire the people who made the mod. That's good. That's kind of like the Valve strategy of like, don't right. bury people that you view as competition. Just invite mm-hmm. them to be on your team. Right. And the cool thing is, too, like, they're all a bunch of science nerds, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And so they're not like out here just because they want to sell a game. They actually fucking love space and science and they may are making this awesome game. Um, it's funny because I watched a documentary for um, how they're making Kerbal Space Program 2. And they're actually reaching out to like PhDs and doctors, doctorates of like astronomy and physics um, to make this game. And because they want to get like everything correct, they want to get the heating correct, they want to get the colors correct. So there's this whole story that this dude told about how uh, they're including a, like a kind of a sci fi engine that works in theory, but they're going to put it in the game anyway. But they wanted to know what color the exhaust would be, right? Because awesome. they didn't I'm, know. I'm a big what fan color. of that. Right. Like just reaching out, it, being like, theoretically, what theoretically, would this look like? Theoretically, if we made this. And so this, they're like, we were just expecting like a tweet back, like here, this is just generally what would happen. No, this scientist sent, sent them an entire thesis. That's awesome. Like an entire, like, because of all these reasons, we think the exhaust would be pink. That's great. I love that so much. Isn't it awesome? And so instead of being like, wow, too much information, never mind. They're like, cool, awesome. Actually, you've given us so much more context to to change our physics around too yeah. so it's like oh i love it i love the level upon level of geekdom and engineering going into this so yeah that's great but so elite dangerous i i did look into it it does have steam vr support it's it's very i think that's like a very big part of the game the vr support um yeah but yeah some people go really all out with it they get like the flight stick and everything but basically it's like like simulating flying a spaceship like a small like Mm -hmm. i guess like a cargo ship i think i think the goal is to like haul cargo from one like planet to another but yeah it's a lot of like space travel kind of stuff very in-depth like you have to like learn the instruments 
Like it's like flying mm-hmm. an airplane. Like it's not just you push the stick forward and it goes. Like you have to like do like flight check and like you have to do like the landing gear manually. Like all of it is like very, very like mechanical. Like it's all it all just well, like works thing, like in um, a realistic way. You know, and the same thing goes with Kerbal Space Program. Like I can read a nav ball now because and I I even call it a nav ball. Like it's a navigation ball, but people shorten it to nav ball. I just like the geekness of that. Um, but I know I know how to read a nav ball now. That's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah Elite Dangerous is, is similar. Like where like it just teaches you how to like read fucking instruments. Um, but yeah, the best part is as of right. Oh, okay. Special promotion offer ends in forty one hours. So by the time this comes out, the sale will be over. But at the moment. Uh, it is on sale for seven fifty, normally thirty dollars, um, but yeah, that's, that's a pretty good deal. It was also free on Epic at one point, so just keep an eye out on the Epic Game Store. Like they have good free games. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, um, another recommendation. I've been reading Spider Man Lost Hunt. It's a uh, it's a, a like a mini series. It's a five issue limited series. Uh, it takes place like in the 90s. I don't know much about like the context for it. I guess at the time. So are are you familiar with the Spider-Man clone saga? Do you think I am? It's it's kind it's a little bit of a deep cut like if you have never like read comics or heard of any of the I, stories. I, I I'm not aware now. So please inform in, me. So in the 90s there was what's called the clone saga and there's a Spider-Man villain called the Jackal. And his whole thing is cloning people. Like it's like his whole thing. And he shtick, makes yeah. yeah, it's his stick. He makes a clone of Spider-Man and he like fights the clone or whatever. And like the end of the first issue, it's just kind of like, oh, the the day is saved and we're moving on. Then they bring yeah. the clone back and he has like a whole life now. And he's like, Oh, Spider-Man, I'll get you. Again, I don't know much about the story like the particulars of the story. I just know the broad strokes of it, but basically the clone and Peter end up reconciling and Peter's like, Hey clone, his name is Ben Riley. He's named after uncle Ben and aunt May's maiden name. So Ben Riley takes over as Spider-Man for a little bit while Peter moves to like Oregon, I think. And this is where Spider-Man lost hunt takes place. Uh, I guess at this point in the comics, he lost his powers. I don't know how, but he has no powers and he's living with Mary Jane and she's pregnant and he's like a teacher now and they're, you know, just, they're just making a life together, but he's like being hunted by, uh, one of Craven the hunters, like relatives or something. He's related yeah. somehow to Craven the hunter and he's like fucking with him doing like all kinds of like, like magic, like voodoo stuff, making him see yeah. things that aren't there. And, Basically, a big part of the story is Peter dealing with so much fucking trauma. Like, yeah, like how he's been risking his life since the age of 15. Like that, like all of that compounded trauma is just all at once falling on him. And he's like freaking out, like having panic attacks. And like a lot of it is being induced by the villain. But it is still just his own trauma. So I think it's a good exploration of that. Um, It's something that I like about the Steven Universe Future series. Like it's Steven Universe, but like a couple years uh, later, you know, Steven's yeah. a little older and he's dealing with just the sheer amount of trauma he has gained since the age of 14. Yeah. And yeah. 
yeah i just i like stories like that where it's like oh this character has had so many fun adventures but he has risked his entire he's, he's risked his life many times and he is a child he's basically a child right. soldier <laughs> not funny not not fun not fun stuff when you really think about it i just think it's a good exploration of that uh it's i i believe yeah that one lost hunt is two issues in so yeah. you know the story is still developing but i think it's a decent character exploration so far definitely once all five issues are out um i would suggest uh either reading it on marvel unlimited if you have that or picking up like the trade paperback like the the five issues collected into one book right uh, but I have one last recommendation, and this is this is a special one. So I was at the Blind Pig Comedy Show last night, and it was fun. And I performed there, and it was a good set. And that uh, recording that I got on my phone is up on the podcast feed. I put it up earlier today as of recording. Mm-hmm. So listen to that if you haven't already, if you want. Uh, I think it was it was a very good set. Uh, people people liked it. There was there was laughter. And applause at the end. So And they all clapped. And then they all clapped when I said thank you and good night. Yeah, that was just fun. That was a fun night. And uh, I think any other recordings that I get, if I think they're good enough, I think I will put them on the podcast feed. Hell yeah. 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 I don't like putting them on YouTube as much because I just don't like opening myself up to YouTube comments. All right, yeah. Because like I've I've put stand up clips on YouTube before, even like the good ones. People like, even when they're trying to compliment you, will often say just like bad stuff. Yeah, like backhanded stuff. Like backhanded stuff. Like I remember getting one that was like, "Oh, guys, come on!" This is one that like went particularly viral and had some negative comments. Someone was like, "Oh, come on, guys, we all got to start somewhere." I I think this kid has potential. Okay, didn't ask. Yeah, I didn't ask. Didn't ask. Uh, One comment that I got that really stuck with me uh, was, uh, it was something along the lines of, he's like Jimmy Kimmel, but worse. (laughs) That's... I don't think Jimmy Kimmel is particularly funny. He's not. No, he's not. No, and that was the entire point, that I'm I'm worse than the worst. (laughs) But have you seen Jay Leno? I have. I actually saw him live at Interlochen. I don't think he's funny. It was a fun show, but I was like in middle school, I think. Oh, or like okay. early high school. Yeah. But I thought it was a fun show, but yeah. Anyone that makes it to late night isn't going to be the funniest person. I just, I believe mm-hmm. that. I, I just, I think any institution like that will chew up and spit out just like people that have raw talent but can't work within the system. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like how every politician ends up just being kind of milk toast in the end. Right, because that's what gets you votes. That's like that's not just what gets you votes necessarily, that's just what gets you funding. Like that's right. what gets you big dollar donations. Like they're not going to elect people that rock the boat. And it's like in media, how you don't get to like being an anchor on CNN by doing hard hitting journalism, you do it by playing yeah. ball. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with late night, like Jimmy Fallon playing didn't get ball. where he was by being funny. He got to where yeah. he is by being friends with Lord Michaels and just being able to shill well. Yeah. And doing his fake laugh. Mm-hmm. 
Now, that being said, if I do make it to late night, I am reversing everything I have said. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm a spineless no, I'll hack. Be like, I'll be like the co-host that's like a yes man. You'll be my Andy Richter. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, how about this news story? And you'll be like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm just imagining if we did switch to the late night format, I would probably kill myself. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not down for that. Yeah. I like I being mean, I able to, to say what building, I think. Right? Yeah. What did, what did you say? That's next to a tall building, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I would just hope that the studio is on a high enough up floor that I could just be like, yeah, and for my for next sure. segment, alley-oop. <laughs> <laughs> Into a kiddie pool. Yeah. God, let's just let's just stick with this come to think of it yeah this is fun this i'm is having good. a good time this is good yeah. I, I like having this freedom to say things that that don't necessarily go with the official narrative man yeah bro yeah dude no no one says bro anymore uh, yeah they go bruh bruv how about we make bruv, bruv an american thing right hey bruv no i don't like it hey, bruv. <laughs> let's retire this I don't like this. Uh, anyway, that's the show. Yeah. I think that's the I show. That's the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. If you Thank liked you. it, then Appreciate like it. Tech. If you subscribe, then subscribe. And if you comment, it better be nice. We do have very fragile egos. Yeah. If you want us to do a late night show, uh, keep dreaming, bud. Yeah. But maybe if you Even subscribe if we on had Patreon, to fuck you, money. We wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe if you subscribe on Patreon, we can do our own uh, Eric Andre esque grassroots late night show. Right. Maybe for sure. Maybe or maybe I'll just pocket all of it. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, follow me on social media. Don't follow Gavin anymore. Don't, Don't do me. it. Stop oh, it. It's unwise. Stop. Just I I know you're thinking about it. Like I can read your thoughts. I, I can't read them perfectly they're not very legible but i get the general idea don't do it i know you're thinking it don't <laughs> just stop yeah subscribe to the clips channel i have not been uploading there very much lately and maybe that'll change who knows ring that freaking bell and we'll see what happens yeah yeah anyway have a good yeah. 9 a.m through 9 p.m our official business hours leave a review on the fucking things and let's get the hell out of here Let's, let's leave.